We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tonight's Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is a guy that, I mean, he's taking this NBA Cup in-season tournament dead-ass serious. Tyrese Halliburton. Today he dropped 27 points, 15 assists, as the Pacers advance to the final against LeBron and the Lakers. Now, I know every Knicks fan was talking about on Twitter tonight. We could have had this guy, right? Yeah, I, I know. In 2020, in the first round, he was picked 12th overall. You might know about the little back and forth with Wally Zerbiak saying that this guy wasn't an all-star and he wasn't that good. Well, uh, he's standing on business. He is going to be an all-star. He's probably going to be the MVP of this whole thing if they do beat LeBron in the Lakers, which why can't they? And I think this is exactly why the NBA created this in-season tournament for a player and team like this to rise. Tyrese Halliburton is doing his thing. He had his first triple-double not long ago. Um, He's doing the Dame Time Watch celebration. Dame has some things to say after the game about it. But either way, that's your Casamigos big shot of the night. Number zero from the Indiana Pacers is balling. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? 877 337 6666. Let's take some calls, man. Everybody wants to talk. Juan Soto. Alex is in Linden, New Jersey, first up on the fan. Hey, what's up, Keith? How you doing, bro? I'm good. Can't complain. Yo, since you just finished with that comment about the Pacers, man, I don't think the NBA wanted the Pacers in that final game, but hey, it's they been don't a fun care. It's, it's not the finals. I got to admit. I mean, it's not the finals. They they literally oh. made a they made a tournament that everyone in the league was in, right? It's not what, the playoffs. Saying, though, did they want them in the championship game though? Did they want the Pacers? Of in that course, game? they don't want the the smaller right. market teams. They got the Lakers, but when you look at it, an in season tournament, right? And even when you look at the European soccer leagues, this has happened in the European soccer leagues, right? A smaller team has risen up to beat one of the bigger marquee teams, and and I think that's why why they do this thing. I think. In the first year, this has been a success. And if yeah, Indiana true. wins it, like, that's the whole story. Yeah, I mean, it grew on me. I'm going to be honest. At first, I was the boomer, 38 years old. This is crazy. What is this? But it honestly, it grew on me. And the Knicks I said, had a give it there. time. I said, reserve judgment. Right? Let it play no, out. Right. Give it some time. But, uh, yo, so you're having a heck of a sports week, Keith. Last Thursday. Me? Yeah, you get a comeback win. I- I'm talking about your teams, man. Last Thursday, you get a comeback win with Dallas. You get the Soto trade. The Nets pull off one last night at the end. When is this going to end for you, buddy? This Soto trade. The Devils about unreal. to win tonight. Hear your, right? Yo, you're having a week, man. Yeah, you're right. I am. Yeah. And then it's Sunday, man. So that's what I'll uh, end with. I, I know you still have made your prediction, but I called you earlier in the week. I still think Dallas by a touchdown. And uh, 
I think the NFL gets what they want there, too, because that really makes things interesting if they win. I'll hang up and listen, Keith. Thanks for the call, Alex. Yeah, uh, a lot of times you hear me say you don't get into this to be miserable. You don't get in this to, to suffer. And when I say get in this, you don't get into fandom, you know, aligning yourself with a franchise and a team, watching every game, getting every news alert, wearing the team gear and clothes, letting people know that you rep the team where it's aligned with your personality. You don't get into this stuff for the L's, for the failures, for the misery. You want to win. And when you win, it makes you feel like a kid again, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe you picked your teams when you were a kid because your dad made you a fan of those teams and you didn't front run like I did. For the most part, I'm a front runner as a five-year-old. Sue me. Five-year-old kids don't know anything. I have a soon-to-be eight-month baby now, and I'm starting to see things through a child's eyes again, and I realize how I didn't know anything growing up. Most of us don't, but, yeah, it's been a good week. I can't complain about my football team. My basketball team should be better than they are. They should have like 14, 15, 16 wins. They've lost some close games. The Nets have gone 5-1 and one in their last six games. They should have beat Charlotte. Evan Roberts, you understand what I'm, what I'm talking about. And for the Yankees, man, the feeling of the Yankees being the Yankees like that. Did you guys hear my rants and, and, and the calls that I've had? Just go out there and do what's necessary to try and win the next World Series. I don't care about what happens in the offseason next year going into 2025. The Yankees anteed up. They did so far what it was necessary of them to do. Go get Juan Soto if he's available because we need to win not now, but right now. So, yeah, I went to the grocery store and I got the paper today. And I've gotten the paper for, I don't know, Judges 62, some big postseason wins, right? When when uh, Masahiro Tanaka was on the cover of the post, when they were one win away from the World Series and we thought we were going back to the World Series, I got the paper for Jeter's last game, the farewell captain movie. It was, you know, barely real, but it was real. So, yeah, I went to enjoy that today and, and, and get a couple newspapers, the Daily News, whatever. The Yankees are back. And you can hate if you want. You could say, oh, they're going to get injured. Or, oh, yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. They don't have the pitching. Yeah, be a hater if you want. But let people enjoy things. I'm enjoying this. Eli in Washingtonville back on the fan. Go for it, hey. Eli. Hey, Keith, what's going on? Listen, man, we've been through a lot this uh, baseball season. You know I'm not a, by far Cashman's biggest well, I'm not a, a fan of Cashman at all. Mm-hmm. But and and uh, but listen, we did get the piece we needed. He did go out and make this trade. It was a great move, but at the same time, it showed signs of desperation. Good, that's perfectly fine. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, he's a desperate man. And the reason I say this is because, listen, as much as Juan Soto is a fan of the Yankees. Scott Boris is a fan of money. And yeah, Scott listen, Boris had nothing to do with that trade. <laughs> and he'll have yeah, nothing to do just, with anything until a year from now. That's true, but listen, we gave up listen, we gave up five arms. When it comes yeah, to Scott Boris the, also the works for we, Juan Soto and those five arms that combined for I don't know, uh less than thirty starts for the Yankees this year, so what? <laughs> like 
That's nothing for Juan Soto, who they compare to Babe Ruth and Ted Williams, who literally now changes his lineup. We'll go through some lineup configurations tonight. Thanks for the call, Eli. But, like, I'm not going for it. I guess you guys can call. And, I mean, like, I, I had to turn off Evan and Tiki today because I'm like, yo, is this really how we're going to approach a joyful time, a celebration, a rare time in the, like, recent time? The Yankees weren't making moves like this. This isn't how we felt when they traded for Josh Donaldson, IKF, Ben Rortvet. Are we really going to try and poke holes into this? Stop trying to find reasons. Oh, well, they're a desperate team. You're damn right they're desperate. They were 82-80 and last year. Cashman had to watch fans show up and chant, Fire Cashman. Ball Vinny sold 300 Fire Cashman shirts. There were fire cashman signs in the bleachers. They're sitting up there in the suites. They can't believe their eyes. They went out and did what no other team in Major League Baseball could have done. And every team in Major League Baseball would like to have a Juan Soto. I'm going to enjoy it. You're not going to steal my joy. You're not, you're not going to be a buzzkill with me. <laughs> you're not going to turn me down. I'm turned up. You're not going to call up here or, or write on Twitter. And, oh, well, you know, uh, Juan Soto. I, I, I'm good on that. I watch every single Yankees game. I go to the stadium a lot. I know what it feels like for that last out to hit, and they play Frank, and it's like, man, that sucked. Going out there to get Juan Soto shows everybody in the Yankee universe and beyond the Yankees are still the Yankees, that they can get together, they can figure out a trade. And if you guys are, like, are you guys serious? Michael King blew his arm out two years ago, and then last year he got rocked a few times. They took him out of the bullpen, started transitioning him into a starting pitcher. Why? Because Luis Severino sucked, because Carlos Rodon sucked, because Nestor Cortez was hurt while Garrett Cole was having a Cy Young year. And Clark Schmidt was starting to become a, a starting pitcher in this league. They had to lean on Michael. We don't know what Michael King's going to be at 29 going on 30. Miss me with Drew Thorpe. We, have, we haven't seen him. And he's an older prospect. Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez were called on as emergency start guys. They got rocked too. They were decent for young guys. They showed a little bit of command and whatever. But Kyle Higashioka... Stop that. For Juan Soto, what Juan Soto does for this entire team, what do they say? High tide raises all ships. Now, every player on that roster is saying, oh, I got to get right. This is a big year. We're going to have extra eyes, ears, and attention on us because we have Juan Soto. So, I mean, do what y'all want to do as far as, like, being negative and um, trying to poke holes in it. And, and Oh, it's a desperate team. You damn right they're desperate. It's been 15 years since they've been to a World Series, and that's what they have built their global brand on. Do not let Yashinobo Yamamoto become a Yankee. Don't let it happen. Do not let this Yamasoto thing actually be a thing. Because I got on air and I told you I'm protecting my heart. I got on air and I, and I told you I, I'm not believing the hype. I've been let down by the Yankees too many times. They don't move like this anymore. They don't make the biggest trade of the offseason. They don't sign the biggest free agent. But it smells like they might actually do that. And if that's the case, it's going to crush a lot of y'all souls, but it's going to fire me up. Joe is in Wontog, New York. Joe is next up on the fan. 
Keith, what's up, my man? How you doing tonight? Great, man. Happy to be here. It's Friday. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Now, look, I'm going to blow your mind a little bit right now. I'm a Mets fan. I love that you guys traded from Juan Soto. I love it. You know why? You're going to say, oh, this guy's going to come and hate. I'm not going to hate. I love New York baseball being on the front page, especially in the winter. I love eyes on New York baseball, and this is the best thing that can happen to New York baseball because Cohen has a reason, and I know you want Yamamoto. Dude, I want Yamamoto too. What's going to drive Steve Cohen to go to Japan and drop just a dump truck full of money on his front yard? You guys getting one of the best young players in baseball right now. Cohen wants that back page. And you know what I want to see? Come October, come November, I want both teams on that back page. Yankees, Mets, everybody in New York talking baseball. We're a baseball town. Football is great. Hockey's great. Basketball is great. But we're a baseball town through and through, and we've lost it. Because since the boss went away and his sons took over, like you said, they're not spending. They're not the Yankees. We grew Sudden, you gave away five arms. And my man Eli talking, oh, it's desperation. I don't think it's desperation. I think you guys fleeced them. You're giving up arms. Arms are the most unreliable prospects in the game. And Be you got desperate. Back. Have a sense of urgency. I don't care if it's a desperate move. It's a great move. If you have to reach desperation to do your job, to, to act on things like this, to improve your team, do it. Brian Cashman said we're always looking to improve. He said we're trying to make the Yankees the mecca of baseball. Good. You yes. have to hit rock bottom sometimes before you bounce all the way back up. And I love hearing that. Even as a Mets fan, I love hearing that. Get eyes here. Get eyes. We actually have an owner for the first time. I want to see a Subway Series more than anything. Now, that being said, and I want to say I'm happy for you. I love what you guys are doing. Why are you hating on the Mets signing somebody as low as, as the Tonkin truck? I don't even know the guy's first name. Michael Tonkin? Whatever, I was on Twitter, I see Keith, I love Keith. I'm like, what's he tweeting out? You, you, you're, you're clowning us for this Tonkin signing. No. Look, they're building their bullpen. Didn't, they're didn't, uh, thanks for the call, no? Joe. No. You know, and, and like, you know, Twitter is interesting. Uh, a lot of these anonymous nerds on Twitter, I shouldn't even go back and forth with. And I did have a conversation with someone about a New Year's resolution. If you don't have a picture, I'm not going to engage with you. A lot of you don't even have the writing and reading comprehension skills to go back and forth. I'm seeing a lot of things being like twisted up and like I, I there's not I didn't I didn't talk about, you know, Michael Tonkin, like even the Andre Scrub thing. And like, you know, Twitter is a fake place. It is an arena for trolling. It is an arena for back and forth. Most of it is negative. Most of it is uh, is nonsense. Most people do things on Twitter they would never do in real life as far as the words they use, the things they say, what they choose. Because you can hide on there. But I don't hide on Twitter. I'm myself. I'm my first name, last name, my face, videos, pictures. Never been hiding. I mean, I got here from being visible on the internet. But I don't hate the Mets. What I hate is the anonymous Mets fans that dwell under my tweets and that think that I live um, or that uh, the, Mets, the Mets live rent-free in my head. I'm a WFAN host. Before I was a WFAN host, I was a Yankee podcaster. I was a Yankee vlogger. I was a somewhat popular Yankee fan online. And in real life, with the gangy, with the, with the creatures. Like, literally, like, you go to a stadium, 
You see me in the stadium before any of the radio stuff, before MLB Network. Like, you see me in the stadium. I know security was good. I know people that are season ticket holders in different sections. That is from real life. That's from going to the stadium 40 times a year for multiple years. That's got nothing to do with Twitter. So if you see my Twitter persona, it's easy money because I know that there are agitated fans that have nowhere else to take it out. I know that there are Mets fans right now that are mad, that are saying, hey, I thought this was supposed to be different. Our owner's the richest owner in the sport. How come we're not making all the big moves? I thought that we were the new evil empire. I thought that we were the new gold standard. Steve Cohen, King Cohen, King, King. You're calling somebody King. <laughs> the kingdom is barely built. You're calling somebody King and talking about the money that he has. And now he's deferring to David Stern. So we'll get into the conversation about the David Stern's error. I'm scrolling through my tweets. I did, I, I did not even reference the Tonkin because I stopped. The last one that I referenced was Kyle Crick because I laughed at the fact that this all started with Luis Severino, which my job as a WFAN host is to talk about every single team in New York and beyond sports. There are people listening all across the country, globe, through the free Odyssey app. We start with our teams and then we go into the rest of the leagues. And trust me, if I could get on the mic and only talk about the Yankees, I would. There are Mets fans listening. But I don't have to talk about the Mets the way that you wish. I don't have to speak about the Mets as if I'm a Mets fan. I'm not. I, w I never was. And when I did my Yankees podcast, I did my other stuff, I didn't talk about the Mets. But I understand people being butthurt online. That's a place for you to be butthurt and, and be mad and take your frustration out on me. But what I was saying was, don't be mad at me. It's not a bad thing that you have a philosophy change. You may be disappointed that King Cohen isn't going out there at the winter meetings buying everyone up, but he's learning as a new owner. And I think it's hilarious that he calls himself a Mets fan. I think it's hilarious that David Stern's intro, he talked about sneaking into Shea Stadium, calls himself a Mets fan. They seem to be disconnected from the feelings of Mets fans. They seem to not know how this is going to wear on Mets fans. The little moves that you're making. The little nothing signings that you're doing. The little minor league deals that keep popping up that allow you to be trolled by Yankee fans. That allowed you, you to be laughed at by Yankee fans and the fact that they have Juan Soto now. And even Alex Verdugo. A trade for Alex Verdugo is better than any of the moves the, the Mets have made. We share this radio station. We share this town. We share the, the newspapers. We share everything. There's not one team here. And you know the reality is, it's a rivalry, it's never going away. And you know the reality is, the Yankees own the city still. For the last three years, the Met fan has been celebrating nothing. Getting away from the Wilpon era, having a new owner, what did this new owner do? He brought in old pitchers, a couple nice pieces here and there, Francisco Lindor, Starling Marte, but what did you win? What have you accomplished? To be the new gold standard, you have to win the World Series or at least like advance past the wild card round. Even last, someone called me yesterday saying, oh, well, the, the Mets had a better season than the Yankees. No, they didn't because they punted at the deadline and got some prospects. Prospects are suspects. And I'm on record saying I think that was the right move. Thank me later. Like Billy Epler is going to say, thank me later. But he's not going to be here to get the thanks when 
I don't know, one or two of those guys pan out. But you judge a team off of their final record. The Yankees, in their worst season in 30 years, had a better record than the Mets. What the hell are we talking about? So miss me with it. Why do you hate the Mets? Why are you talking about Michael Tonk? I'm not talking about Michael Tonkin because I realize what's going on here. You have David Stearns as your new president of baseball operations who's coming out of small market Milwaukee that didn't have the richest owner in the sport. And he's taking what he knows how to do, the principles he had there building that team and what he learned, and he's applying it here. And it is a complete change in philosophy from the last couple years with Steve Cohen. You have to be patient. You have to be be like willing to wait. Maybe they get Yamamoto, but maybe they don't. And that is going to burn. It is going to hurt, especially if Yamamoto decides he wants to follow Masahiro Tanaka and Hideki Matsui, who he's meeting with Monday, I guess somewhere in New York, probably Yankee Stadium. And if you want to be mad at me, be mad at me. I'll be the bad guy. You need people like me. So you can point fingers at me and say he's the bad guy for speaking the truth. Because I'm not coming here and playing it both ways. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm not your guy, buddy. I'm not your friend. He's not your pal. I get paid to host a radio show and talk about both. And if the truth hurts, so be it. But I'm not coming out here trying to troll or trying to like... Internet, yeah. Internet, yeah. There's definitely a little needling and trolling. But that's because... I get it too. I get it all day. So as I open my phone, I get all these people saying these things about Keith McPherson. And I'm like, (laughs) these people don't know me. They've never seen me. I'm very easy to find. I'm very visible. I'm literally outside Barclays Center, MSG, City Field, Yankee Stadium, MetLife. But it's not that serious. This is entertainment. This is fun. You don't get into this to be miserable. And I'm sorry if you're miserable right now as a Mets fan. 877-337-6666. Maybe the Mets win the World Series. Who knows? Resign Pete Alonso. Worry about that. Like Instead of worrying about the Yankee fans and, oh, yeah, let Yankee fans be Yankee fans. Let Yankee fans be cocky Yankee fans. Let Yankee fans celebrate their organization waking up and realizing who they are and their power and what they can do. Because all I keep hearing is, oh, whatever. Juan Soto's going to hit free agency, and then he'll be ours. Keep dreaming. I heard the same thing last year with Otani. Nobody will outbid King Cohen. Nobody will outbid King Cohen. Money can't buy you love. Money isn't everything. Not everybody wants to put on that bum-ass Mets jersey. Sorry. I'm tired of it. <laughs> like, just get a grip, yo. The reality is you're still the Mets until you're not. Andy Martino said that. Like the global brand of the Yankees is what it is based off of winning World Series. Based off of who has worn that Yankee cap and the pinstripes. Last year was an embarrassing year for the Mets with the highest payroll in baseball history. 74, put an asterisk next to that 75th win that you got from a technicality. You fired Buck Showalter, despicable manner. Billy Epler has to resign, but we all know he was basically kicked out of the door and then the whole thing with the Vogel backs up. It's laughable. And there are Mets fans listening that, no, I'm just telling the truth. I'm not making anything up. I'm going off of the news articles. I'm going off of the headlines, the things that I read, the things that I literally go through as I'm prepping for a show. Look at this, would you? Look at this. (laughs) Francisco Lindor actually did get the car for Jeff McNeil two years later. Good on him. 
Oh, Pete Alonzo's a cancer in the clubhouse. Let me hit up Disha and see if she'll come on the fan with me to clear this up. Because now they're running out of things to say and do. Now they're turning on Pete Alonzo. I mean, that's your guy. But, you know, even last year with DeGrom. Oh, no way we lose DeGrom. We got Steve Cohen now. So who are you mad at? Remember I was doing that? Who are you mad at? Me? Or are you mad at your owner? Are you mad at your president of baseball operations that's supposed to represent you as a fan? We were all mad at Brian Cashman. We were all mad at Hal Steinbrenner. Look how quickly everybody's singing their praises now. It's simple. It's really simple, folks. It is not that complicated. Let's talk about something else. My guy Frank down in Bradley Beach. Frank, what'd you do tonight? Keith, what's up, man? You know. I, first of all, you're right about all this Yankee stuff. Keep the positivity flowing. Cashman did what he needed to, and I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. I, I'm going to be doing the Soto Shuffle up and down the Asbury Park boardwalk all summer. And I will send you video proof, and we'll tweet it out to everybody. Um, so, exclamation point on that. But, Keith, right now, real quick, I am on the field at MetLife Stadium with about – with a couple hundred people, and we are all sleeping outside tonight in support of Covenant House, um, you know, which raises money and, and provides safe haven for youth facing homelessness and uh, victims of human trafficking. And, Keith, i got to tell you, man, Saquon Barkley was here mm-hmm. earlier tonight along with John Mara. And, you know, you know, Cowboys, Giants aside, what a classy job by those two guys and the Giants. Saquon's a great guy. Well, Bro, he's unbelievable, Keith. I never really chopped it up with him, um, but tonight I, I got to a little bit, and you know he's a guy who I've never heard him share this until tonight. You know he experienced homelessness throughout his life. Yeah. Um, and, and bro, he gives back so much to the youth in, in the area through Covenant House. And uh, you know I'm sitting out here, it's like 30 degrees, and I'm listening to you on the radio. I'm like, you know what? I got to call this guy uh, just to let you know what's going on a few miles from where you're at. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware yeah. of it. I, I think I saw your post on Twitter. And, and uh, yep. you know, yep. Cashman, everybody loves to make the yeah. – and I don't ever do yep. this, and I don't yep. ever make jokes about it. Everybody loves to make the memes and the jokes about, oh, right. Cashman's sleeping outside. Yep. He's not making moves. And it's like, do you guys even know what that is all about and what that sleep out is for and what they're trying to do yep. here in New York specifically? Yeah, and, and Keith, right, where we're – you know, in our area, I'm on the Asbury Park program board. And, you know, they have what's called a rite of passage program right in Asbury Park. And these are kids who are literally struggling with housing. Um, You know, we heard from some of them tonight. I mean, one girl got kicked out of her house the day she turned 18. Yeah. You know, she grew up in a house that was not the most positive environment. And her mom literally on her 18th birthday told her, pack your stuff and bring it to school and don't come home. Yeah, it's unfortunate. These parents, they do that because that's how they were taught. You know, their parents kicked them out, and and it's a vicious cycle. They can't wait sometimes for these kids to be of age so they can legally tell them, get out, I don't want to support you anymore. But that is a big issue. That's a problem. Yeah, it really is, man. So, And and I know you always use your your microphone to amplify good causes. And, you know, what a good time we had with Jose Trevino last weekend and all the kids that got to meet him thanks to sponsorships and different charitable stuff. Um, So we're going to keep going, baby. I I think we need Verdugo at the Jersey Shore. Yeah, uh, Frank, we can can definitely – I mean, imagine Juan Soto would be ridiculous. But get Verdugo – uh, Glaber Torres, anybody we get Let's Volpe, go. we should, we can yeah. definitely get Volpe down there. I'm looking yeah. forward to yeah. the summer and more Yankee yeah, events man. like the Jose Trevino event. Yeah. And, uh, Paul yeah. O'Neill, you, you've been doing a great job. I've enjoyed it. Nah. I love showing it on so- social media, and people love it too. Yeah. No, nah, and I appreciate you, man. So as it's 34 degrees at MetLife Stadium, 
Uh, there will be no playoff football here this year, unfortunately, as a Giants fan. But uh, I'll tell you this. You're, you're entertaining me, and I'm about to do a Soto Shuffle all summer, baby. I can't wait to be doing it up We the, back up, up baby. Let's go, Yanks. We're back up. Let's, Let's go, go Yankees. Hell yeah. They big mad. They big mad. You should have just picked up a Yankee hat when you were a kid. You should have told your dad, nah, dad. Nah, dad. The 80s are never coming back. I, I believe you and all. Like, I, I hear you. There was a, t- a time where they ran the city and the town. I, I watched the 30 for 30, but I'm going to be a Yankee fan. You see what goes on over there? And, like, I think it's hilarious. When I got on the other night and uh, Brian Cashman, very tongue-in-cheek, was like, oh, no one could compete with Steve Cohen. They are literally competing with Steve Cohen and standing on business. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337. A six is six and two more sixes get you on the show. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Stop. Drop. Shut them down. Open up. Oh. First, we had on like, not a like, oh. Hey, how's it going out there? You guys all right? Friday morning, you're listening to The Fan, 101.9 FM. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. Another KM to 2 AM. Bless it. 877-337-6666. I would have wrapped that whole thing right there, but my headphones came out. I couldn't hear the beat, so. I need to get back to the bars, too. Hmm. Hmm. I got some ammo now, too. I'm going to write me a rap or something. I'm going to write me a couple of couple bars i remember when i had uh i don't even know i think i rapped over the buster rhymes beat and i was like um do i have your attention all in my man i'm not even gonna go back i'm gonna just give y'all some fresh rhymes raps on a freestyle friday when you least expect it and uh i'm gonna stand on business let's get back to business and take some calls tom is in garden city new york tom you're on the fan Good morning, Keith. Uh, I just wanted to say I'm stoked about the Juan Soto trade, and uh, don't let the Met haters get to you. They're just mad. They they really they really don't like. I, I that's the thing. I'm like I love doing this. This is the best job I've ever had. I also love the internet. I'm an internet guy, but people want to bring the internet to the radio and then like actually say things that I didn't actually put on the internet. I don't delete anything. Like the internet's written just, in ink. So. They spent so be mad. Be mad. If you got to be mad at me, I'm I'm your guy. They found the right one. But what I wanted to say about the Soto trade was, to me, this tells the rest of baseball the evil empire is back. Yes, sir. I like when people hate us. I like when everybody hates the Yankees. They're scared. This reminds me of the '90s Yankees I grew up with. Yes. Go out, get the best player available, and that's it. Be the Yankees. Stop trying to be like the Rays, picking up guys with the scrap heaps, the Donaldsons, and all these other for cheap deals. Go out and get the best player available. I'm thrilled with Soto, but yeah. if they get Yamamoto, 
that tells me that the Yankee brand still commands a lot of respect in the baseball world. Tom, did you catch Zach Britton talking about how the Yankees are not feared and how when he was with the Orioles, like, they were scared to to face the Yankees. And then when he was with the Yankees, it it wasn't so much the same. Like, they, they didn't strike fear in the hearts of their opponents. They damn sure didn't this year. Like, I felt like the Yankees were circled on everybody's schedule. Like, this is a team we can take a series from. And I think that started to actually hit the front office, and they realized they had to get back to business for real. I think a problem in the last five years is that Cashman saw the success the Rays had and tried to duplicate it. You can't play like the Rays. You're the Yankees. Go out and be the Yankees. And I think Hal, Hal wasn't acting like his father for the first time in the years he owned the team. But these moves tell me that he, maybe he's learned from some of the things that his dad did when he was the owner. Yeah. And the Yankees are going to go out and be the Yankees again. Don't be the Rays. Don't be the Orioles. You've got to go out and get the best players available. Money be damned. Spend the money and just be the Yankees. Be the team that everybody hates. That's the way you have to win with this team. It's time. And we're back. And we're restoring the feeling. How many times I say this week, Hal got money too. And you don't know how much money the Yankees have brought in from that stadium, from their merch, from their TV deals. Like, damn, how many different streaming platforms have you watched the Yankees on or had to go out of your way to watch the Yankees on? Peacock, Apple TV, Amazon, Yes Network app. Log you out of the Yes Network app. Every game got to log back in, but we do it because we want to watch the Yankees. They have money from all of these deals taking the Yankee games and putting them on all these different channels and places. And it's a lot of bread. Hal Steinbrenner is on a yacht getting the Aaron Judge deal done. It came out in an article that Yankees GM Brian Cashman credited managing partner Hal Steinbrenner and the whole Steinbrenner family for making the Juan Soto deal happen. And word is... How was indeed a driving force behind this trade in which the Yankees gave up four talented pitchers plus Kyle Higashioka? I, I'm telling you, Hal has had enough. He's had enough. when he On Derek Jeter night, when he came out with that check, smiling and happy to present Derek Jeter with a check for $222,000 or whatever it was, all two two twos, the fans booed him. That had to make his skin crawl. He's tired of hearing about his father. He's tired of hearing about, oh, what, what George would have done. George would have bu-. Stop speaking on it. He's doing what he's got to do lately, right? I had a theory that I put out on the fan about how old Hal is. He was under 40, just under 40 last time the Yankees won the World Series. He's getting up there in age. George lived to be 80, but Hal is 54. He wants a ring of his own before he turns 60. And the next Yankees World Series will outshine all of them combined. Because it's going to be in 4K on your phone forever. The the next parade is going to be ridiculous. The post-pandemic parade? (laughs) Come on, yo. Bruce is in flushing. Bruce, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith. A couple of points about Soto. First, after the season was over, I gave you a call. And I said, how is not stupid? He's going to go out and do some big things, and and you did not, you said, I don't believe it, I'll believe it when I see it, but uh, like I told you last time, I knew Hal was not stupid, and Hal knew that he had to bring the people back into Yankee Stadium, he had had to bring the sponsors back, and Hal knew whatever he had to do to get Soto or to get big impact players, he would do. Sure, and let me interject. 
congrats to everyone that believed in Hal. Um, congrats to every Yankee fan that thought they were definitely going to do it. I have to believe it when I see it because I've seen them do things like I, like I mentioned before, the Josh Donaldson trade and not do the Matt Olson trade and pass on free agents these last few years. What I believe happened was they all checked their egos at that meeting. And I think Hal Steinbrenner said, Brian, some of these moves that you're making, some of these bargain bin deals, some of these trying to be crafty analytical moves, it's not working. We are the New York Yankees. My father did things a certain way. He believed that the best players should play in New York. And that's why you heard Cashman say, we want to make this the mecca of baseball because the Steinbrenner family felt like the best players in baseball should play in New York, specifically the Bronx. Second point, you know, I'm, I'm reading the so-called experts saying um, Soto should back second and Judge should back third. No, no, no. Soto wants to back third. You, and you Judge wants to bat oldest. second. And, what? Yeah, Soto wants to bat third. Judge wants to bat second. We've This is documented. We've known this for years. Right. Starting and like you, that. You may not be old enough to remember this, but Reggie did not hit until they changed him to clean up where he always, where he wanted to hit. If Soto wants to bat third, let him be happy and bat third. What is the problem? It, 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 there isn't a problem because there isn't a game for months. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for the call, right. Bruce. Like, there isn't a game for months. That'll sort itself out. It's not, it's not a problem. I know this. <laughs> First inning, you're going to see Juan Soto and Judge. That's facts. You can bet on it. And we're going to be turned up for that. 877 337 6666. The stadium is going to be alive. I love going to the stadium when it has juice. I love pulling up to the stadium when I'm I'm driving in and I'm parking and I'm like, oh, this this traffic is crazy. The game don't start for three hours. It's already or two hours. Like, okay, people out there, bleacher creatures chat. People like, yo, when you pulling up, what time you guys are linking? You can feel the energy, not just for a bobblehead, but for a regular game, right? We were lacking some of that last year and some of these years before. It's going to be back. And it's a business. Like I've been saying, like, how are they going to sell t- season ticket um, holders on this team? <laughs> now, I bet you they sold a bunch of season tickets today and yesterday. Juan Soto? Yeah, uh, sign me up. I'd like to see all of that. Because it's not just Judge anymore. It's Judge. It's Juan Soto. You're hoping that Rizzo is back healthy. Stanton. Whatever, he's supposed to be slimming down. Cool. DJ Mayo, you still got it in there. Volpe, take a step forward. Verdugo, let's see what you got. Trent Grisham, cool. Whatever, we've seen you perform on the big stage. Not the biggest stage, but the big stage in New York. The other minor stage with the B team going Barry Bonds against them. Let's do it. It is time. And I heard Sean Morash say today that we need to, you know, put like a, a gag order on the fans or I don't even know. I'm just like, you know, it made me think about something because my whole life I wasn't a stadium fan. I grew up watching on TV. And there's a huge difference between the fans that digest the game on television through Michael K and the Yes Network or now through all these different platforms versus the fans that are, are there. It's a different experience there. It's a different culture there. And I feel like you cannot speak on that culture if you don't have enough experience in it. I don't know how many games Morash went to, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, a couple months ago, I was definitely taking shots at at Morash because I just wasn't feeling, bro. And, like, 
Uh, I heard something he said about me. That's that's in the past. That's done. I'm not taking a shot at Morash here. I'm taking a shot at his take, and I'm I'm adding my experience as a fan that went to 40 plus games. My experience sitting in the bleachers with the creatures. Shout out to the gang. I'll see y'all Saturday tomorrow now. But you know, calling for a vow of silence if Juan Soto struggles. No, 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 my friend. It doesn't work like that. Not at all. It's literally impossible. First off, they booed Aaron Judge. And then I hear Evan talking about trying to make it a thing where the Judge fans fight the Soto fans. That It'll never happen. We want them both to succeed. We root for the laundry, and now there's a better guy in the laundry. But the, the whole thing with the Bronx cheer is it's the Bronx cheer. You're going to get booed if you don't perform. It doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter. Derek Jeter talked about it. Derek Jeter, hey, we were trash. We deserve to get booed. And for Sean to say that after having a whole thing this year against Carlos Rodon where we literally play a drop in the afternoon that says, kiss my fat ass. They did a whole video outside of Yankee Stadium where he was showing up to Yankee Stadium to heckle our own player that's already signed for six years that needed the fan base to pick him up. How are we calling for a vow of of silence for Juan Soto? Juan Soto, even if he does struggle, He's a Pelotero. He's a ball player. He's he's going to understand. He's going to want to do better. You can boo Juan Soto. Boo whoever you want. Fans fans boo everybody. They booed Cashman. They booed Hal. They booed Aaron Boone, Derek Jeter, Aaron Judge. Juan Soto isn't above it, and it's not going to make him say, oh, man, like, like two years ago when the season ended, and there was a report that, oh, you know, players are less likely to sign with the Yankees because of, you know, how harsh the fans are. Give me a break. They're millionaire ball players. Right, and then the other thing floated out there today. My guy Cameron Maybin talking about the facial hair policy. Cameron Maybin using the Twitter machine. Elon Musk calls it X. He says this might not be an uh, this might not be a uh, this might be an unpopular opinion uh, for Yankee fans, but you'd be surprised how much more attractive the Yankees would be if they got rid of that facial hair rule. You wouldn't believe how many quality players just think it's a whack rule to have. I mean, come on, we're coming up on twenty twenty four. Let that go already. And I swear it would be more appealing. Again, this only comes from conversations I've had and experience from actually playing. Yeah, he played with the Yankees. And, uh, you know, I know Cam spoke when he was on air with me about how he had long locks. And how he was always told, like, you know, cut the locks and whatever. It's, you know, some of that is discrimination. Some of that is is just, you know, a dress code slash like a, a mandatory thing. And depending on, like... What the Steinbrenners currently feel about it, I don't think it's going anywhere. Like, I don't I don't think they're trying to evolve with the times as people talk about. It. It's almost 2024, and let these guys look how they want. Like, they're the Yankees. They won't look like the Yankees if you let them look however they want. They won't look like every other Yankee team in history if you let guys grow out a beard all season, and then October comes, and someone's got the James Harden beard. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to happen, and it's perfectly fine. And I think... I have a drop that's playing on WFAN where it's like Keith McPherson at night. And I said, I think everybody knows because I knew as a kid when you pick up a glove and a bat and you start playing baseball and watching baseball and you see the Yankees, you know part of the Yankee brand. There's no names on the back of the jerseys, the pinstripes, the road grays. The, The Yankees don't have beards and they don't have long hair. And I think every player that dreams of putting on the pinstripes, like that comes with it. And it's not going to be an issue. And I said to Cam today, I'm like, if anybody could change it, it would be the captain. 
Judge. It'd be the Cy Young winner, Cole. These two guys that are making over $300 million, they'd be the ones to change it. Cole had long hair and a beard when he came out of Houston. Judge, I've never seen like that. But if anybody could change it, it would be those guys. And I don't think they're trying to change it. I think they accept it coming over here to be New York Yankees, like the New York Yankees that they saw growing up. It's, it's just that simple. 877-337-6666. Danny's in Seaford. Danny, you're on the fan. Keith, how are you, my friend? Fantastic. I really you know. I, I really appreciate you taking my call this evening. Um, I got to tell you, I'm a first-time uh, caller with you. Um, a long-time listener, Keith. I think you're doing a terrific job, and you talk about things that really, truly hit home. And first off, Merry Christmas. But, um, you know, I know you got a son. I'm expecting my first child. And I can remember when people would be calling up saying, all right, this is a sports show. What are we doing? Why is Keith talking about, you know, personal business? Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, sh- I, I should have called up back then. But uh, it, it always hit home. And uh, I, I appreciate you sharing those stories. I think we know about and, every host's kids or wives or family life. I don't think there's been a host at WFAN that you haven't ner- Like, I just had Steve Summers on. Question yep. for all the listeners. What's Steve Summers' wife's name? Robin. Everybody, I feel like, knows that if you listen. You know, um, anyway, go on. Um, so, anyway, I'm calling about the Mets. I, I know you're a Yankee fan, and, and, and you're putting it all in perspective. Um, I, I, I just think that ultimately this team will hopefully, hopefully uh, correct itself. I, you know, I'm not like Sal. I'm not calling him King Cohen. I, I don't think that he's our savior to all the problems. But, uh, you know, listen, you know, you guys are in the hot seat, and I have no problem. Not the hot seat. You're, you're, you're doing everything right. And, uh, you know, you got Juan. And I wish we had him. You know, I, I think a lot of Mets fans out there are not even giving credit where credit is due. with great power comes great responsibility. To who much is given, much is expected, right? I feel like that's where you're going, right? Like, you got Juan Soto, you're supposed to go win the World Series. And if you don't, it's a failure. But uh, newsflash, that's every season. I think I joked last night. I said, Lau Overbay was in the lineup, and we were like, yeah, we should win the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Correct. Correct. You know, it's just uh, I'm hoping that this baseball uh, season will be a hell of a lot better than last year. Uh, I know we were both looking forward to the football season. We all know how that turned out for uh, at least the Tri-State area. I know you're a Dallas fan, but I'm a big Giants guy. But uh, hopefully uh, everything will improve. And I just wanted to tell you, thank you very much. I I appreciate taking the call and keep doing what you're doing, buddy. I'll tell you this. Uh, Good good luck with your son. And I think I told someone else recently that called and said they're having a kid. It's not whatever your brain is programming and thinking and planning and expecting right now. It's going to be completely different. It's going to shatter your brain. But it's going to change every week, every month, and evolve. The version of my son that I take care of every day, that I leave sleeping in his crib to drive here, that during breaks I'm looking at his nanny baby cam to make sure he's all right and make sure my wife is good because she has to wake up in the night and watch him. Like It, yeah. it completely yeah. changes. In the beginning, it's, it's crazy. And you're going to go through some things mentally too because you're not going to be sleeping right or whatever. But it gets, yep. it gets better. And you naturally just learn how to be a dad. You naturally just become a father. It's a crazy experience, but I wish you luck. God bless you and your family. You'll, you'll do perfectly fine. 
Keith, I really appreciate it. God bless. Likewise. Thanks for the call, Danny. 877-337-6666. I mean, this isn't chat GPT. This isn't artificial intelligence. I'm not just hosting a show as a blanket radio host that just, like, comes in here as, like, I'm right down the middle. Hello, New York City. This is your nighttime host, Keith McPherson, computing to you. The New York Yankees signed Juan Soto. We are waiting for the news on Yamamoto. No, I don't have a family. No, I don't have a wife and a child. No, I don't breathe oxygen and drink water. Like, come on, what are we talking about? Uh, 877-337-6666. Call up and join that the last hour of my show so we can talk more baseball, maybe some more football, even basketball, because I see somebody wants to talk about Halliburton. KM to 2 AM returns right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.